0: The first reading today is from the book of Acts, chapter one, beginning at the 12th verse. Then the apostles returned to Jerusalem from the Mount called Olivet, which is near Jerusalem, a Sabbath day's journey away. And when they had entered, they went up to the upper room where they were staying. Peter and John and James and Andrew, Philip and Thomas, Bartholomew and Matthew, The scripture had to be fulfilled, which the Holy Spirit spoke beforehand by the mouth of David concerning Judas, who became a guide to those who arrested Jesus. For he was numbered among us and was allotted his share in this ministry. Now this man bought a field with the reward of his wickedness, and falling headlong, he burst open in the middle and all his bowels gushed out and it became known to all the inhabitants of Jerusalem, so that the field was called, in their own language, Akeldama, that is, field of blood. For it is written in the book of Psalms, may his camp become desolate, and let there be no one to dwell in it, and let another take his office. So one of the men, which one of these two you have chosen to take the place in this ministry and apostleship from which Judas turned aside to go to his own place? And they cast lots for them and the lot fell on Matthias. And he was numbered with the 11 apostles. This is the word of the Lord.
1: Thanks be to God.
0: The epistle reading is from 1 John chapter five. If we receive the testimony of men, the testimony of God is greater. For this is the testimony of God, that he has borne concerning his son. Whoever believes in the son of God has the testimony in himself. Whoever does not believe God has made him a liar because he has not believed in the testimony that God has borne concerning his son. And this is the testimony that God gave us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. Whoever has the Son has life. Whoever does not have the Son of God does not have life. I write these things to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, that you may know that you have eternal life. And this is the confidence that we have toward him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests that we have asked of him. This is the word of the Lord.
1: Thanks be to God. Teenth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. And I am no longer in the world, but they are in the world, and I am coming to you. Holy Father, Your word is truth. As you sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. And for their sake I consecrate myself, that they also may be sanctified in truth. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you this day from God our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. And so we begin today, and our gospel reading is a part of a great prayer that our Lord Jesus spoke. A prayer before he went to the cross. A prayer that was for his followers. Not just those at the Last Supper, but actually you and I as well. Jesus prays for us He's praying for our protection, and he's praying for our unity. So what are you going to do if you're expecting to be away from your loved one and your home? Think about it. What are those things on your checklist that you must do? Well, many of us have someone watch over our place, maybe with a beloved pet and we write out detailed instructions for the person taking care of that pet for us. Some of us know that kind of well, right? Maybe we also have a babysitter to watch our children, and we don't want our children to starve or to be deprived of sleep, and so we leave them very detailed instruction as a sign that we care about not only our property and our family and our pets, but all these things. Our gospel today shows us how much Jesus cares for you and I. Right before his betrayal and death, Jesus is praying for us. He's praying for his dear children entrusted to him. That's you and me. And this prayer, often called Jesus' high priestly prayer, is actually a demonstration of what Jesus is up to during this time when he is with his Father in heaven. Jesus is praying for us, and he is helping us every moment, even now. Isn't that amazing to think that after everything that Jesus did, all the things that he did here on earth during his life, his mission, during his passion and crucifixion, during his resurrection, and finally his ascension, Jesus still prays for us. He's praying, and he's modeling for us our life of faith because our Heavenly Father desires our prayers. He wants us to lean on him. He wants us to lift up to him all the things that are on our mind, all the things we're dealing with, all the problems of this world he can handle, and he desires to hear about them. Now, you might think I've often wondered, you know, here is Jesus. He's the Son of God. He is God. So why does he have to pray? because after all he is god he can make it all happen but yet he models for us a humility doesn't he a humility to say that you know what i'm going to pray to my heavenly father to show you how important it is that even i do this and he doesn't just do it for himself but he does it for us So that we would know how powerful prayer is and how wonderful it is that Jesus, the most magnificent and powerful prayer person in the world, is praying for us even right now. You know, can you not just hear Jesus saying, oh, I'm praying for Anne so that she doesn't lose her attention today. You see Lord Jesus praying for all of us today as we're gathered here, that our attention would be found in his word, that we wouldn't drift off asleep, that we wouldn't yawn too much, that we wouldn't feel the pressure of our bladder need to run out really quickly. See, Jesus is praying for us. And that I find so amazing but also so comforting that Jesus is for us and he is praying for our well-being. You know, Jesus was anticipating his withdrawal, his physical absence from his children. And Christ wanted his Father in heaven to be with them and to protect them. Our Savior knew very well that the world hates God's children because they belong to Christ and not to the world. The world is controlled by the prince of this world, and the goal of Satan, the evil one, is to lead children of God away from him. And so knowing of the impending attacks, Christ prays fervently for his followers. And you and I, we are those followers. Who are in so big need of prayer. And Christ does that for us. And that was the job, really, of a priest in the Old Testament. Uh, That's why we called his high priestly prayer here. Because Jesus, as we know from our catechism studies, he has a threefold office, right? Prophet, king, and what's the other one? Priest, right? prophet, priest, and king. I threw them out of order there for you. But I knew you were smart enough to get it. See, Jesus is our priest. He's the one who's intercessing for us with the Heavenly Father. That's what the earthly high priests were to do, to intercede for the people, to be those people between God and us. But earthly high priests were sinful, sinful just as the people were sinful. And they had to have a sacrifice made for them in their role as a priest. Christ, being our high priest, is the perfect, sinless Son of God. He didn't deserve to die, but for our sake he chose to die the death of a criminal that you and I deserved. And that sacrifice of our great high priest offered his prayer to the Father. And because of that sacrifice, offered by God's beloved Son, the Father listens to his Son's prayer. So Jesus prays for us. We've got that, right? We have that in our heads. But not only that, the children of God, you and I, have the Holy Spirit that has been given to us in our hearts and we have other people around us for consolation for compassion and that's what our praying savior also asked his father for unity among his children that the devil would try to come in and and try to destroy the church but not even hell scripture says can overcome God's church. And the unity that God has given to his church is a gift from God himself to us. True unity is a divine act. You see, we're not talking about a artificial or superficial unity, but true concord and unity. We know from our Lutheran background, right, the name Concordia. Our universities, our seminaries all use that word, but what does that mean? It means from or with heart, that we are united in heart and that we are connected by that which we confess. And so you and I, we are people that gather here today because we confess A Father God who loves us, who sent his beloved only Son to die for us, raised him from the dead, he had him ascend into heaven, and one day will come again to judge the good and the bad. And then he sent us the Holy Spirit as well. That is the truth that we find our unity in. So our Savior not only prayed for us, and continues to pray for us, he's sitting at the right hand of his Father in heaven, praying for us, and imploring his Father to protect us, and to unify us. How wonderful that is, that we have a God that looks after us in such a way. And you and I, we are people who have been given a great gift a Savior who loves so much that we need not fear. You know that hymn we sang just a moment ago, Have No Fear, Little Flock, and then have good cheer, little flock, and praise the Lord high above, and with our thankful concordia hearts, raise them to God. And so everything starts with a gift from God. And Jesus prays and prays for us. For safety to get here this morning, for safety to get home, for our health and well being while we exist here on earth, but most of all, that our faith would be strengthened. Because Jesus says, sanctify my people. Make them holy by God's word. So today God's word has come and it has made you holy, not by what you've done, not by anything that any of us have done, but on the merit and achievement of Jesus. We are made holy. So today, let us rejoice that we have a God who loves, a God who prays for us, who protects us, and brings us together to be united. And may you and I be thankful. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which passes all human understanding, guide our hearts
0: and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.